Welcome to Living Word, growing a family that experiences every promise of God. You're listening to another life-changing word from Pastor Scott Anderson. For more information, visit our website at livingwordonline.com. So a blonde goes and buys herself a brand new BMW, gets it home and just loves it, right? That night she goes out to drive it and it won't move. It starts up, but it just won't move. Morning, she goes back out, and sure enough, it drives just perfectly fine. Everything's great. That night, won't move. Literally, it'll start up, but it won't move. So she just calls the dealership in the morning. She's angry, upset. It drives in the day, won't drive at night. I don't know what the world's going on, what kind of car you sold me. And so they're like, all right, well, bring it down here. So she brought it down during the day. They said, you have to leave it overnight so we can test it out at night. They test it. Next morning, she calls, and they go, it's fine. It works perfectly fine at night. I don't know what the problem is. She's so mad and upset. She's like, no, it doesn't. She goes, I'll be down there tonight, and I'll show you. So she goes down there, right, nighttime, gets in the seat, starts up just perfectly fine, shifts it. So you go, see? Goes absolutely nowhere. He goes, ma'am, you have it in N. She goes, yeah, D for day, N for night. <laughs> Who's ready for the word today? Anybody out there? Come on, somebody. Be loud today with me. Help me out. Romans 8:19 is our staple scripture in this series called Reveal. It's about finding the real you, revealing. God revealing day by day as it talks about in Corinthians that by glory to glory that every day more and more of us begins to reflect who Christ Jesus is. And we begin to go from, as we've been talking about, from Simon and the old man to Petros or Peter. We begin to show the, the Petros in our world every day. And our scripture for this is out of uh, Romans 8, 19. For the creation waits in eager expectation for the children of God to be revealed. That everybody around you, your neighbors, your co-workers, your family that knows you're a Christian, they're eagerly waiting to see if there's something different in you than everybody else in the world. That God, the powerful God, the maker of the heavens and the earth is going to do something great in your life that they're not getting in their own life. We're eagerly awaiting. We've all been eagerly awaiting the Johnny Depp trial. You guys know that for like the last month? Like this is the big news that captures all of our hearts and everything else, right? And Johnny Depp, we know, won $15 million this week. And he'll be remembered as the only man ever to win an argument with a woman. <laughs> been done, man. We didn't think it could happen, but it happened in our lifetime. Today, <laughs> you know, I think in life oftentimes we can find ourselves, and maybe you are there today, and maybe there's an area today that you feel stuck, that you're not moving towards God's best, that you seem to be stuck in that Simon era, and you want to move more toward God's best. And today's message is about you're maybe stuck, you're not stuck unless you stop. If I continue to go and continue to go forward and continue to give my best, you won't be stuck. You'll be on your way to God's best. But the enemy wants to get you to stop. He wants you to make, make you feel like life is too hard and life, you can't do it. And so you just stay oftentimes in the same place. Uh, Travis Cormier took us uh, elk hunting in the, in the fall. And uh, for those of you the animal lovers, uh, I should go hunting all the time because I'll never get anything. And so, yeah, they're all fine. All the elk are perfectly fine with me out there. And 
we were in the Jeep, and we got to this big, deep mud area thing. And Travis said to me, because I've never done any driving like that, right? Val Vista is like the muddiest I've ever been on. And so he goes, it's important that as you're going through, you don't stop. He goes, you'll get stuck if you stop. If you just keep going, the Jeep will make it just fine. And sure enough, we made it right through it, no problems whatsoever. The same thing for you. That don't, just because there's mud and there's junk and things that look like it's bigger than life, that I've got the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead on the inside of me. And if I don't stop spinning my tires, I'll be just fine. I'll get to the other side. Can we get an amen out there anywhere out there? We've been going through the passage here in Luke, and I just want to kind of touch on it uh, real quickly as we're getting into the meat of this. Remember that Jesus showed up, and uh, the scripture says Simon. They'll be putting it on behind me. And so he said, Simon, can I get in your boat? Not, not Peter, but it said Simon. And so first thing we have to do in order to get revealed, to become the me that I'm supposed to be, is let Jesus in our boat. Then Jesus began to teach to Simon. And so we hear the word of God, number two. And then uh, Jesus says, hey, Simon, put your nets out. So number three is even when it makes no sense, we still follow the word of God. And then the blessings came. It was an abundance so much that he could not contain it. And so the, third th- or the fourth thing is, is first in, hear, do. And then we get God's abundant blessing in our lives. And then all of a sudden in verse 8, Simon Peter is revealed. You see that Petros comes forth in our life when we get Jesus in our life, when we hear the word of God, when we do the word of God, when we see God's best happen in our life, all of a sudden the real me begins to get revealed. But we're going to go to verse 4 today. I want to spend some time there. Throw that up there for me. When he had finished speaking, he said, put out in the deep water and let the nets out for a catch. Get going. Simon answers, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything. See, Simon could have stopped right there as we have oftentimes, maybe we have in our lives, where nothing's working. I'm doing and I'm doing and nothing in my life is working. But you're stuck if you stop. But Simon says, at your word, I'm going to keep moving. I'm going to keep doing. I'm going to keep applying. But you can hear it in Simon's uh, voice, a heaviness, right? You can almost sense it, right? And what the devil wants to do is if he can't stop you, he wants to weigh you down so you can't get on your journey to experiencing God's best in your life. If he can weigh you down, get you to stop, get you to slow down, get you not to do, and he weighs us down with certain things in this life. There's things that he tries to put upon us that weigh us down. And one of the biggest ones that happens is stress and worry and anxiety that we're taking, especially in the world today. In the world today, you can't turn on the television without finding out everything wrong everywhere in the world. Even on my phone, I don't even ask for news. It just pops up. Boop, boop. Guess what the bad thing that happened over here? Guess how great, a horrible thing happened? It just pops up everywhere. All the negative gas prices are 72 dollars. Like, I don't even know, right? Every, it's just, is hitting you. Non-stop hit, hit, right? It keeps piling on and piling on and piling on. Why? Because the devil wants to slow you down to a stop so that you can uh, exuberate or show the world the glory that is inside of you, the magnificence that God has shown inside of you, the great things that God wants to do through your life. And so stress and worry and anxiety, the devil is constantly trying to put on you and I. But you know what? We're built for this. 
Amen. We are. I'm born of God. I overcome the world. I've got everything that I need to handle whatever problems with Christ Jesus. My uh, wife loves to go hiking and she loves to drive. Her favorite thing to do is to drive up to Payson and, and go on. There's a great couple hikes up there that she loves to do. I, on the other hand, hate to hike and I hate to drive. So within our marriage, we've come up with a compromise, and every weekend we drive to Payson and go hiking. <laughs> Which I don't mind. I really, I really, I actually enjoy the, the Payson hike. I do. It's, it's fun. We have fun. We're together. It's, it's great. Uh, she loves it, so I love it, right? Now, when we go hiking with our children, like, it's a different story than just me and her. Because with the kids, I'm what you would call the burrow or the donkey. I'm the one, right? And some of you dads out there know what I'm talking about, right? There's like eight of us, and so everybody needs water. So there's two bottles of water per person. So I have 16 bottles of water in my backpack. I got a whole case of water. And then that's not enough because some people still have to bring their little, what are those little metal containers, right? And Savvy, of course, she's got one. It's like a 55-gallon drum. It's like one of those big ones. And she has it, but then she's like, hey, daddy. And I'm like, yeah, sure. So she give me a drum, a drum. And then people get hot. They're like, can you hold my sweatshirt? Come, get, bring it. Give it to me. Yeah, give me your sweatshirt, your shoes, your side. Like, give it all, whatever you have. Don't matter. I want it all, right? That's what, that's what dads do. We're like, bring it. Whatever you got, I will carry it through the hike. I'm the Wolverine. I'm built for this. In the same way that Christ Jesus says, give it to me on your hike. He says, don't carry it on. It's heavy. Don't take the stress. Don't take the worry. Don't worry about gas prices. Don't worry about the layoffs. Don't worry about what's going on. Give it to me. I got this. I'll take it all. Whatever you give to me. Now, you can carry it if you want. He says, but if you'll give it to me, I'll make your life so much easier. And that's what we got to learn to do. We've got to stop carrying around things that we weren't designed to carry. I love Amazon. I do. Amazon, and my, it's, my, it's my Christmas every day. I, I, and I do. I, see, I tend to, because I no longer have to even go to a store. I just, I need an extension cord. Amazon, here you go. And I'm like, oh, there it is. Like, it's that fast, too. Amazon Prime, like, is crazy. And what makes Amazon so exciting to me is, like, you go outside, and I'm like, packages. And I don't know, I don't remember what I ordered. I don't know anybody else does that, right? And I'm like, oh, I wonder what I got me. <laughs> Pass God, he got Scott. So Saturday morning, I got packages. And I'm like, oh, yay, Christmas. And so I go in. I, I'm all excited, like a little kid. And so I open up the first one, and I'm like, shorts and my size. How did you know? This is a great day. <laughs> and then I opened, there's a box, a weird-shaped box. I'm like, what in the world is that? So I opened it up, and here you go. Throw that picture up, what, that, what I opened up. Okay. It's an old iPod from like World War II. I don't, I've not, I don't even know what that is. Like, does it play VHS and beta? I don't know what that thing is. And what in the world is that? I didn't order that. There's no way that oh, Pascotti would ever order me this. So I'm like, well, maybe I'll just get some electronics. Like, I love electronics. Maybe I'll just keep it. I don't know. And so I go on to Amazon. And to see, it was $452 refurbished. I said, no, thank you. We'll send that one right back. I'm not going to have that thing, right? Here's the thing. 
The devil is constantly trying to send you old stuff to try and refurbish it and package it up all neatly, but it's the same junk and problems. The same depression that your parents struggled from. He's like, here you go. It's been refurbished. It's been made prettier. It's time that we say, I don't want it. I ain't accepting it. I ain't taking that garbage into my life. I'm not going to take heart disease like my daddy took. I'm not going to take depression like my grandpa. I'm not going to take stress and worry. I'm going to send those things back. I don't walk through my life getting things that I did not order. I ordered peace. I ordered joy. I ordered some hot shorts. I ordered God's mercy and I ordered God's grace. I ordered victory. These are the things that I ordered. I didn't order some old iPod for $452. Here's the problem. I think that, uh, and I'm going to use the word wussified. I think that we're living in a wussified time. Can I use, that's an okay word. Can I use that word? Like there's other words I can't use, but I'm going to use the wussified. Right? It's not, right? I, it's just crazy, especially, I'm watching parents with their youngins now. Right around, I was at the park, and this little boy, he might have been two years old, went down a slide, and he didn't catch himself, and he fell on the ground. You would have thought he fell out of a helicopter. It, it, like the parents, right, like a dozen ran over. The mom, they're checking his eyes. Is he going to be okay? Should I call? Should we take him to the... And they're like, hey, why are you kidding me? He's fine. Like Gen Xers. Are there any Gen Xers out there? Do you know what I'm talking about? The people that didn't wear bike helmets? It wasn't a good day unless you got a concussion. Hey, Jason was two years old. Fell down, well, pushed down the stairs. Right? And these were not like safety stairs like we have today. These were like one degree away from a ladder. They were like straight down. Hardwood, no carpet, and the bottom had a real nice soft concrete on it, right? And I remember the babysitter's only concern, she's like, well, don't let them bleed on the floor. I'm about to clean that up. That was the biggest concern. And Jason, you're fine. He stuttered and had his cross-eyed for a couple weeks, but it all worked out. He would just walk in circles like he would just. <laughs> just walk. Right? This is a Gen X generation. We didn't have hand sanitizer, right? We had, you know what we had? We had Mama Spit. She's like, there you go. Hand sanitizer does 99%. Mama Spit kills 100%. And take the paint off a wall. That's what Mama Spit does. Anybody know what I'm talking about? It was like hair gel. Let me get that thing. Boom. That hair wouldn't move for three weeks. It was down. Right? It literally just sat there. <laughs> and then what's funny is we were birthed out of the baby boomers. Come on. The baby boomers? Right? They came out of the womb walking and talking. These people, like they were birthed out of World War II. Right? They didn't have a binky. They chewed on old tractor tires. Arr. That was their binky. Arr. Baby food? They had no baby food. You threw them raw meat. There you go. Some pieces of metal. Even growing up for us, we, we didn't have airbags. You know what we had? We had my dad's arm. There you go. You'll be just fine. Anybody have that? No seat. Of seat belts. I don't think we were. Like, we had a van, but remember, there was nothing in the back. Everything was out. It was all carpeted. Jason had to be like one years old, couldn't even walk. And they just threw him in the back with me. And dad took a corner and he'd just go, pop, 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 pop. This. 
this is why the, the, the baby booners, they, 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 they birthed what? Chuck Norris, uh, Bruce Lee, Clint Eastwood. We got Boy George, right, Justin Bieber, and Weird Al. Come on. So you, you're right, the baby boomers, this is why the baby boomers were so frustrated. You talked to them during COVID. They're like, COVID? Oh my, we used to sprinkle COVID on our cereal in the morning. What's the big deal? Mass and all this kind of stuff. They were diff my dad, he's eight years old. This is a true story. Eight years old. He's got a chainsaw in his hand. My grandfather was a lumberjack. They're out cutting trees down. And as he's doing a tree, my dad, he hits his leg twice with the chainsaw while it's running because he's eight years old, right? That's why. He's got a gash on his leg. My grandfather looks over. He goes, hey, you better pee on that. <laughs> then he goes, what? He goes, you got pee on it. And he goes, I'm not going to pee on it. And grandpa goes, if you don't, I will. Some of us have been carrying around wounds a little long. It's about time we pee on some of that stuff out there and let the God, her healing and mercies, go ahead and overcome that. Pee on that depression. I'm sorry, honey, I keep saying the word pee. <laughs> because we are born of God. And as born of God, we are built to be able to handle it like the baby boomers out there without stress, worry, and fear. I was... <laughs> Me and my, my mom's a baby boomer, so this story fits. We were going over in the office, uh, one of our big conferences, and so we were talking. All of a sudden, I had a pain hit me, on like, not on the appendix side, on the left side. It was like a spear went into my belly, and I literally let out a scream, fell out of my chair onto the floor, and it was excruciating. I was just sitting there in pain. Mama comes over, and she starts to pray right away, and she's, and she's like, okay, what do you, you want me to you, you go to the doctor? You want the ambulance? What do you want? And I'm like, I can talk enough. I'm like, no, 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 just go get dad. I'll just have dad take me to the emergency room. I don't, I'm not going to have, by the time they got here, we could already probably be, just go get dad. So off she goes. The second she leaves, all of a sudden, oh, God is good. Thank you, God. I healed that up nice. Oh, yeah, it felt good. All right, everything was good. I so I went back to my desk, and I, I went back and started working again. An hour later, my mom comes by, and she goes, oh, hey, what did we decide on the, and then we paused, and we looked at each other. I go, the last time you saw me, I was dying. You went to go get help, and you forgot about your firstborn son dying on the ground. She goes, we prayed. Don't be a big baby. <laughs> Come on, that's that generation. You prayed over your finances. Don't be a big baby. You prayed for that healing of cancer. Don't be a baby. God has got you. He will heal you. He'll take care of it. But we don't have to sit there all wussified, worrying and full of stress and worry that you were not designed to carry. That God has built you for the season that you are in. The world is eagerly waiting for the creation to show the power of God working in their life. I'm going to close with this last scripture. Throw that up there in John 14, 27. Peace I leave with you. I love that. Jesus, this is what you get. You get born again. He goes, here's the gift. This is the Amazon gift that God gives to you. He goes, open it up. I've got peace that I want to give to you. My peace I give to you. I do not give you as the world gives. How many people know that the world promises peace, but it does not deliver? It's an old iPod. 
that nobody wants. It's unusable. It doesn't work, right? They want to give you an addiction, right? They want to get you something that you can put in your body that's supposedly supposed to take care of and give you peace. It just makes more problems in your life. It just makes a bigger mess. They keep promising every ad that you see out there is designed to make it look like the world gives you peace, but it is designed to take your peace away from you. But Jesus says, I'm going to do it differently. I give you peace the way the world does not give you peace. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. The fact that it says that we cannot let our hearts be troubled. You have the power to do that. You have the power not to let things bother you. Why? Because I got the peace of God that is available to me on the inside. I don't have to try and get that old iPod working. I send that back. But instead, I realize that Jesus Christ died on the cross, raised from the dead, gave me his peace, and said, you give me everything heavy so you don't have to carry it. Jesus says, I am the one that will slay the giants in your life. I'll make the walls come down. I'll part the Red Sea. You and I together can walk on the waters of life, be over the top of all of the problems, but you got to give it to me. We got to stop being wussified and begin to be glorified in Christ Jesus, knowing that we are built for a time like this. And the only way that the devil can keep us stuck is if we stop. But if you just keep moving, just keep moving, that there's nothing on this planet that can hold you back from God's best in your life. Come on, church. Somebody give the Lord a shout of praise, a little praise break. Bow your heads, close your eyes. If you're here today and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I want to give you that opportunity right now. Simple. Got to get Jesus in your boat. Well, how do I do that? Invitation. Jesus, come into my heart. Believe that Jesus died on the cross for your sins and was raised from the dead. You're saved. That's it. Jesus in the boat. Sure, you'll mess up. Simon messed up all the time. Doesn't change you going to heaven. Makes a mess down here on earth, but it doesn't change your eternity. We're going to say a prayer out loud. Say it with me. Believe it, and you have it. Everybody out loud, please. Dear Heavenly Father, I ask you right now, come into my life. Be my Lord and my Savior. I believe that Jesus died on the cross for all my sins and was raised from the dead. In Jesus' name, amen.